Welcome to episode 265 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. Man, you know what? This week has been very busy. Been learning a lot of new little trades and stuff. Basically, I was trying to learn how to be like a cashier or something like that up front of my workplace. But, uh, you know, other than that, though, the, the week was just busy and at some parts it was kind of shitty. I'm not going to be perfectly honest with you. But best part about this week right now is i'm recording a podcast with you oh yeah that's it <laughs> well, i am flattered gables yes i'm flattered <laughs> so how have you been doing man i'm doing all right a little tired today uh saturday night as always we're recording uh but yesterday we had another golf outing at work uh-huh. um this time uh like the company always pays for like the golfing in the in the golf cart. Yeah. But the last time I went, you like they gave you two free drink tickets, but that was it. Really. I mean, which still I'll take it. I'm not complaining. But uh, this time, the plant manager went, so the company bought most of my drinks. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> went a little crazy on the on the free drinks there, but um, <laughs> and uh, so anyways, uh, plant manager didn't realize it. Uh, until we started going, plant manager takes golf a little bit seriously. Uh, he's a little competitive when it comes to golf, and uh, he was in my, in my group or the group ahead of me. Okay. And uh, he hit the first shot, and everybody's oh, applauding. Good shot. Good job. Good shot. Nice shot. Nice shot. I'm like, that shot sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he just turned and looked at me. I'm like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my so, god yeah uh, and then uh, they were kind of ahead of us for a good chunk of it so we catch up here and there and he talks a lot of shit so <laughs> I, 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 I was you know by then I was you know midway through we played 18 holes and then a good chunk of the way through I, you know Tyler had a few too many uh, oh no and um, don't he, started, tell he kept talking he kept talking shit so I started talking shit back oh no and, <laughs> and uh I flipped him off a lot. Called him a bitch. It was. Oh uh, no! I might not. I might not have a job Monday. I don't know. Oh how it's no! Go. Uh, yeah, I got I got reeled in a couple times, but overall, oh, you no. know what? You, you're gonna. You're gonna. You know. You're gonna say some stuff. I'm gonna say some stuff back. So I think that's how it works. You know. We'll. But I don't know. Maybe we'll find out Monday. We'll. You'll find out next week. Uh, Oh my god, of course you went that far. Jesus hey, Christ, hey, Tyler. Hey, he said some stuff too, and I just shot back, okay? But you went the extra mile, man. You, went, you flipped him off and freaking called him a bitch. You, 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 you called your boss a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, he, he flipped me off a few times, and then, um, you know, made a few. So I feel like overall, we're even. Uh, but he's the boss so that's, yeah we'll find out yeah so anyways um i bought a bunch of games this week just because i'm gonna have a lot more free time now um, <laughs> um but yeah no i went to i went to uh over, earlier in the week i uh, i finally gave in watching a bunch of stuff and listening to podcasts 
picked up Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, the Tropical Freeze, easy for me to say, and uh, then I went on Friday to go pick up my pre-order for uh, Hyrule Warriors from GameStop, and uh, uh, while I was there, I picked up, uh, I had a 20% off coupon for my birthday that was about to expire for any used game, and uh, I got Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 for the PS4, and then I also got uh, Pokemon Tournament for the Switch, um... So I, I so I I got a decent amount of new games to play here, um, and also what I've already been playing, which I'll get to in a second. But uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to start from the beginning because we didn't talk about what we played last week. Okay. And then I'm going to work my way up to what I've been playing most currently. So the other stuff I'll, I can fly through it pretty quickly. Uh, first up, I finished Batman uh, Telltale's Batman season two, Enemy Within. Okay. I, um, the episode five came out a little while ago. Uh, I finally just got got around to it um, two weekends ago, two weeks ago, and I finished it. Uh, it's it, it was a average Telltale game, I would say overall. Um, Telltale is really good at making a great first episode. At the at worst worst case scenario for Telltale games is they have a really good at first episode and a, and a really good uh, last episode of the season. Uh, and this is kind of one of those where like the first episode hits starts off with a bang, and it's like okay. This seems like it's gonna be a really good season. Then the the episodes two, three, and four, I could barely tell you what happened. And then episode five was just like was incredible. Like they, um, and this one, like you meet. So minor spoilers for season one. You meet uh, John Doe, who is Joker before he's Joker, and you meet him in the season. And he come like he's in he's in for a little bit in one of the episodes. And he comes in and he's kind of one of the main people in season two. And he can actually, he's kind of your friend and you kind of, you work together on things and depending on the choices you make and what you do throughout the season, he can either in episode five, still be your friend and help you stop the main bad guys, or he can become Joker and, um, uh, he'll become the main bad guy. And it's the first time ever where it seems like, uh, your decisions really kind of took big, like, you know, for the most part, like you can go A and B for a uh, decision in Telltale games, but you always kind of lead back to the same path. Um, just, you know, minor difference differences, but for the most part, 90% of it's the same. And this one, it's actually seems like the way it plays out is, is way different. Um, with what you do there in my game, he became, uh, the Joker, the, the, you know, the main villain. Uh, so it was really cool. It was really awesome. Uh, it was, you know, no issues technically with this, but it's been out for probably about a month, six weeks uh at that point when i played it um but yeah it was great and i like the way it ended um i don't know if there's gonna be another one i think they said they want to make another one but i don't know if they will or not but they always kind of leave their seasons open-ended just in case they make another season um but yeah it was great um from that last episode it's i would recommend it if you like the tales of the games and especially if you played the first season uh but lower expectations and wait for a sale um uh, if, like they Telltale games are constantly on sale, uh, usually more once every month or so. You'll see you'll see them go on sale. So if you find season pass for you know ten fifteen bucks, I say yeah. hop on that and play because it's fun. It's especially now that you can just plow through it all in a row. I think that's what sometimes when those those uh, mediocre ones they're almost easier to let build up and then knock out in a row um, than it is the other one. I can usually tell how much I'm liking it because. Um, I'll play them as they come out if I'm really enjoying a season. Uh, and in this case, I, like two, three, and four, I think all built up for me. Or no, I played one 
when it first came out, two when it first came out, and then I just played two, or three and four a couple weeks before episode five came out, and then it took me a whole another uh, month or so to play episode five. So overall, it was it was pretty good, but it ended on a great note. Um, next up, I played a game called Garage. It is a Switch game. It was actually shown off at the uh, Nindies event okay. um, at PAX East a couple months ago, a month ago or so. Uh, it is like a top-down uh, shooter. It kind of, it's like a Smash TV or Alien Nation or Zombie Nation game. Uh, or, or actually, it really reminds me of um, Hotline Miami. Um, okay. It's, but it's kind of it's kind of a bitty. And uh, so in this game, you are you wake up in the trunk of a car. You're in a uh, you're in a parking garage, hence the name. And like there, everything is in chaos right now. Um, people, are, you know, there's dead bodies everywhere um things are on fire uh you're trying to make your way through this parking garage and get out alive and starts off you get a you get an axe and then uh you you get a a pistol and then a shotgun uh but in this uh you go through and you just fight a bunch of hordes of enemies uh you it's a two stick kind of shooter where you uh move around the left you look you aim with the right with the right analog stick and then you can i think you shoot with the right trigger um, and the shooting is not very good. You take a lot of damage, like fighting off enemies. Yeah. Uh, but you can still you can still kill the enemies fairly easily. But the main, the biggest issue with this game is the goddamn rats. <laughs> These things are like next to impossible. Like just fighting one of them is a pain in the ass because the only way you can kill them is by is by doing a kick move. And you gotta time this perfectly because normally the kick move you can kick an enemy back and then you can shoot them and it gives you a little space. Yeah. And with it, and it's it gives it's. It gives you a lot of leeway with the hit, um, and this they do not like. You got to time that thing perfectly with the rats, and they do a ton of damage. And especially when you fight like two or three or four of them at a time, those things will will take out an entire health bar um, on me before I even get one or two kills. Uh, and there's like some secret uh, secret um, entrances you can find, secret doors. Um, it's it's okay. It's fine. It's like twenty bucks. I don't. I don't recommend it at that price. It's. Um, I I played it for a couple hours, so I didn't play as much. I heard it's like six hours or so, unless you want to find everything. It's more closer to ten. Um, but it it's yeah, it's fine. I don't think this is a game you run out and buy for something that was shown up at Nindies. I was I was expecting a little bit more uh, from it, and it's just just it's just fine. Um, another game I played is a game that's like growing up as a kid is like my dream game. And when I saw this, uh, I showed you the trailer, uh, yeah. last weekend. Uh, and, uh, it just came out, uh, I think last Friday and I didn't know it just kind of, it said it was coming out soon, like a couple months ago. And it just kind of, it was on PSN all of a sudden on Friday and it's called, uh, T two, I'm sorry, two MD VR football, two minute drill virtual oh, reality. Yeah, that's football. Right, that's right. Um, so it's a VR game, obviously. It's been, I guess, it's been on Oculus or something for a while now, uh, but it's just now made its way to PS4. Um, basically, it, it does graphically. It, it doesn't. It, it's not impressive. At all the the characters are like very, um, almost like stick figures, I guess, in a way. For and like they're there's really they don't really have arms or legs. They just kind of like jump around. And that's how they move. And what it is is you play as a quarterback. And you're down by you know down by a field goal or about down by like six points, and you get and you got two minutes to get down to the field and score a touchdown. Um, and if like you if you throw an interception, I think you get like a, you you start over from like the 50 yard line or from the beginning, and you lose like 
I think like 15 seconds. And if you go, if you like turn over, if you go through four downs, like in a first down, same thing happens. Uh, but basically how it works out is, um, you have to go through like a gauntlet basically of seven different teams and you get, you get touchdowns, um, on all of them to finish the game. Uh, and it gets dramatically harder every time. Like the first one, you can pretty much get a touchdown and a few plays every single time. Um, but I can't get past the four. I think the fifth one is, is where I got to. Um, but the actual game playing, playing the game itself, like you're not gonna be impressed by the graphics. You go out there and watch the trailer. It's not gonna like, you're not gonna be sold by the way it looks. Um, I was sold just because I, like I said, it's like the game I dreamed of as a kid. Yeah. And, uh, but like, so you hike the ball and like, I think you can actually, that by, at first I was concerned cause there's a way to know, like they give you a tutorial, but they don't like, like there's a practice mode you can do, but they don't like, explain a whole hell of a lot as far as like how things work. And I was trying, I'm left-handed. So I was hitting the, the, the little back trigger. I don't know what the, I can't remember what, what it's like the T button or something on the, on the, uh, move controller. And I was I was hiking it with the right hand. I was throwing right handed, and it was going terribly for me. And I found out you can just basically, if you want to hike it to your left hand and play with the left left controller, uh, you just hit the, you just do the same thing with the left move controller. Which they didn't tell you that. I just found that out after like my second attempt going through the gauntlet. Um, but the 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 way the the um, that I throw feels extremely ac- uh, extremely accurate actually. Ah. Uh, the only time I have issues is when I'm trying to throw like if, uh, if a receiver is doing like a crossing pattern, so they're running from like they'll say it's from they're on the left side and they're running to the right side. Um, when I go to throw the ball to the right, you know, from my left hand, I'll I'll put my hand I'll put my hand uh, on the move controller in front of my face, so in front of the uh, the VR uh, helmet, and I think it'll throw off the uh, the camera because uh, it's reading off those sensors. And I'll my like my my hand on the TV will kind of wig out, and I'll throw like a weird, really weird pass. Um, so anytime I try to throw from left to right, when it's like when it's just a short pass, uh, it I have trouble with it. So those are basically like that whole section is kind of like a no go for me. I can throw like if I'm throwing like a deep pass, or like a pass in the middle, um, or a pass off to the right, but it's a deep one, I'm fine usually on that end. Uh, but that's really the only major issue I found with it um, as far as like technical. Uh, gifts on it uh but overall i mean i'm uh, it's it's all it's awesome uh it and like everything like, other than that i feel like anytime i throw a bad pass it's it's my fault like uh i've i've thrown a lot of bad passes uh and <laughs> you definitely learn uh like kind of like so because you throw it and like you hold the button down and you throw it and you let go of the button uh and that's kind of when it releases it and i've been trying to like figure out like it's kind of like when you play like Wii bowling you're trying to figure out when you let go of the of the, the B button on your Wiimote. Uh, you let go of it too soon to really whatever find that perfect that perfect uh, roll. Same thing with this, and I haven't found it yet. But uh, I played it for a couple hours, and it is a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, it's like ten bucks. I think it might be thirteen now. I think if you bought it the first week, it was a discount. Like you got three dollars off. Yeah. Um, but if you have a VR help, I mean, this isn't like anything. This isn't like a system seller. This isn't going to make you want to go out and buy. Uh, VR headset it's it's just another you know notch in the belt of a reason to buy one I'd say um but it's like one of the first you know like Moss was the first game that kind of made me like really happy I bought a VR helmet and this is the other another game that's really like kind of made it worth that and it's a game and it was great because I played it for like I said a couple two hours straight I played it for and I came out of it I felt perfectly fine no headache no lightheadedness no nausea nothing like that I 
first time in a long time I played a VR game and I didn't feel sick. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, because that was my biggest concern because I, you know, I bought it. I'm just like, I, I was scared. I've been really scared. I have all these VR games I want to play, but I'm scared to play it because if I play it, pretty much if I get sick, I'm pretty much done for the day. I'm like, I'm losing that entire day. And uh, so it was great that, you know, I played it and didn't get sick. Uh, maybe I got lucky. Maybe it's just the way the game works out. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, really cool. Another um, game, I, I mentioned I picked up Pirate Warriors. Um, I played the first two levels and immediately went back to Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Uh, I played the, played the first world of that a few days ago. Uh-huh. And then I went to go play Pirate Warriors. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to go play. I'm like, I'm enjoying, not, not, not that I'm enjoying, not enjoying Hyrule Warriors, uh, but I've actually been really hooked on Donkey Kong uh, Country Tropical Freeze. Uh, <laughs> I actually I picked it up uh, on the Wii U a few years ago, and I don't know if like I wasn't like at the time, but like I picked it up, and I, I don't know if I just wasn't feeling, it, I wasn't in the mood for it. But I played the first like world and a half, and I just like ah, I'm not really liking this. And I think I talked about it on the show back then. I, I kind of want to go back and listen and see what I said, but I haven't done that yet. Um, but I'm already in like I just finished. Um, I literally just beat the boss on World Four when oh, you wow. uh, when you told me you're on Skype. I was like, I'll be on in a minute, and I'm in the middle of the boss fight. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I mean, I went through. I beat the first world um, on like Thursday, and then I was busy with the fall, with the golf thing on Friday, and then this, today I've beaten two, three, and four. Uh, so I have been. It's it's really fuck. It's so hard, man. I've been dying constantly in this game. Um, I'm. I just, Luckily, I've been finding a bunch of those like gold coins that you can buy. You can go then you can go talk to Funky Kong and you can uh, buy more lives with them because otherwise that would that game over like fifty times already. Wow. Um, but yeah, man, I I can definitely see why like Justin has been raving about this game for like three or four years, and then whenever I hear people talk about this game, they just talk about how it's one of the best platformers of all time. I'm just like, I really? No, it ain't. And I'm not gonna say it's all time great, just because you know I I want to get more into it, but uh. It's it's definitely really good. Like it's uh, for me, like it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I still like you know the you know like the three D Mario platformer games a lot more. But uh, yeah, it's been a hell of a lot of fun. The only thing I really do not like is any of like the the levels that involve minecarts or like the uh, <laughs> or the rhino. <laughs> yeah, so the the minecart levels I think parts of them are fun, but then there's always like that one section in every level that's like takes me like 45 minutes to beat and then um i finished i think world four like half of it is underwater and i hate like there's one thing nintendo does that they don't do well to me and that's water levels in any of their games uh whether it's a water temple in zelda water levels in mario or donkey kong like i hate them uh and this is other than wind waker that's like the one thing they got right that involves water uh but yeah, other than that, I mean, those games, those parts are extremely frustrating. Uh, but other than that, like, and one other, one other small thing I do actually have, I have a grip with, <clears throat> is that you hit like the X and Y button. He does like a ground pound thing. Yeah. But also when you hit the X and Y button, if you hit the, if he's standing still, he'll do the ground pound. But if you're moving, you'll do a roll. And I don't know how many times I have died rolling off the side of a platform when I mean <laughs> to do a ground pound, and it is infuriating. Uh, so. Like I've I've gotten better at that. Like like I'll stop and like wait like a second. I'm like okay, now I'm good. Now I'll do the ground pound. But um, yeah, I feel like it was fifty fifty. Like random. Like oh, he's still kind of moving, so he's gonna do a roll. Oh, he's dead now. 
Like, oh no, he did a ground pound. Oh, I needed him to roll, but he did a ground pound. Damn it, I just got hit. Uh, but yeah, no, it's yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, thoroughly enjoying that uh, that game. Um, very good chance I'll probably beat it tomorrow. At the rate I'm going. Um, but that's, yeah, like I played a bunch of stuff the last couple weeks when in the last couple months I really haven't been playing much. Uh, so that time of year, a lot of good games coming out, a lot of cool stuff. And there's still got, we got Detroit next week. So that's even oh, awesome. Oh yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. Too. Uh, so yeah, that's what I've been playing. What about you, Gables? Well, to continue on from last week, well, actually not last week, but the last couple of weeks ago, I was playing more of Pokemon Ultra Moon and I am happy to report that I have beaten Pokemon Ultra Moon. As far as the after-game content goes, I really have no interest right at the moment. But the thing about it is, I finally finished what I set it off to do. I mean, before, I was just starting just playing through the Pokemon games. Okay, I beat one, then another one, then another one. And it's like, you know what? At this point, I'm going to see how far this goes. And it went all the way with me beating eight Pokemon games in a row. I have never done that for any game franchise or for anything of that sort. And this this event of itself is kind of impressive in my honest opinion because it's like, I kind of had like little bits of doubts here and there. It's like, okay, it's like, am I going to keep on doing this like for this and that? Maybe I'll get tired to do something else or something like that. But yeah, it's, <sighs> I ended up beating eight Pokemon games in a row. It just kind of surprised me. So anyway, with the last portion of the game, I went through and I finished the rest of the Grand Trials and stuff. Nothing, no really big issues or anything. I went through and I got the rest of my party. So for my party, it consisted of my uh, my starter, which I fully evolved into a Primarina. I had used the QR code stuff that I had gotten off the internet, you know, for... Uh, Checking out to see if I can get some rare Pokemon. And the rare mm-hmm. Pokemon that I ended up getting on the first island from Melee Melee was Charmander. Nice, dude. <laughs> dude, I got so lucky with that. And when I told one of my friends about it, she got all fucking angry. It's like, really? <laughs> some she... would say the best Pokemon. Dude, it was totally surprising. And the best part about it, it was a adamant Charmander. Meaning I could just basically teach it like all these physical attacks, these great physical attacks, and it just took me through the entire game. So for him, that Charmander that I fully evolved to a Charizard, his name was Duke. And Duke, <laughs> I'll tell you what, he knew Brick Break, he knew Fire Punch, he had like Wing Attack and stuff like that, but he had some great physical moves that he can go through and just, just basically just take out anything in his wake. My next Pokemon I had on my team was a Mimikyu, which I actually got through the GTS, the Wonder Trade stuff, actually. I got them off the Wonder Trade just off chance and stuff. Some random person just, like, traded me this and that. And uh, I ended up teaching the thing Toxic because when you're going through that game and you get to that one part with, like, uh, Necrozma, Ultra Necrozma, that damn thing can one-shot you. Like, any one of your party members, it does not matter if... Your party, if like, say your team is like well equipped or really high level, it's because of all the stat increases it does at the beginning of the battle. That I actually had to try to figure out a little strategy, and how you do that is because Mimikyu has the ability disguise. It could take a hit. It's basically like a free turn of using substitute without the HP cost. And so basically, what I did is I went with Toxic. That Ultra Necrozma would hit 
Mimikyu, it would destroy its decoy, but I would get the Toxic off, and basically all I had to do was just survive <laughs> with my other party members, and it would just kill itself with freaking Toxic Poisoning. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was Mimikyu. The other Pokemon I remember having here was, uh, was, uh, it's a Pokemon called Mudsdale, which is basically just a ground horse. It was just a mud horse, pretty much. And it used all these, like, various ground attacks and stuff. I named her, I think it was... Oh, Penelope. That's right. <laughs> it was just something just right off course. It was the second Pokemon game in a row where I just basically went off. I got the the rideable creature, you know. For X... for No, for Pokemon X, it was Go-Goat. For this game, it was Mudsdale and stuff. So, basically... I went through that entire game. It was very defense swabby. I'll tell you what. It ha it had this ability called stamina, which any time it would take a physical hit from another Pokemon, it it's its uh, defense would increase every time it was hit by a move. So I combined that with the move that it learned later on in the game, Iron Defense, and the thing would be almost impenetrable for any physical attacks. So that was pretty cool. The next Pokemon I got, I caught a Noivern, which is basically, it's from like the sixth generation, and it's like a bat, right? This bat that evolves into a dragon with the, uh, with the, uh, oh gosh, let's see, it was a Noibat, and it evolves into a Noivern. So Noivern is this quick, like this quick special attacking, like uh, flying dragon type. Basically, it was pretty fun to use towards the later part of the game when it wasn't like, uh, you know, when it was actually evolved and it can actually be of use and not like just getting one, two-headed by things towards uh, the end of the Grand Trial stuff. But the last, I think the last Pokemon I had in my party, I did have a full party of six. I think I touched upon most. The last Pokemon I had was a Halucha. The one Pokemon that's like part flying, part fighting, but it looks like a Luchador. <laughs> Yeah, I nicknamed her Lady J, and basically what she did was she could just get off, like, Flying Press, she can get off, like, uh, these crazy-ass, like, uh, powerful fighting-type moves, and she is the main Pokemon now that I use with the False Swipe, so I can try to do, like, SOS, like, a chaining and stuff, see if I can try to find, like, random shiny Pokemon. But I'll tell you what, most of my team consisted of Flying Types, or at least part of Flying Types. That is something that I've never done either. Hmm. <laughs> it was pretty fun, though. Until I came across the random, like, uh, Electro-type Pokemon, which would be a pain in the ass to try to get, you know, try to take out. But then again, I had my Mudsdale. So, Ground-type, taken out like this and that. Until you come across a Pokemon by the name of Vikavolt, which is that electric flying type that has Levitate. Huh. It has the move Levitate, which is impervious to ground attacks. So that one trial where I had to face off against this Electro-type Captain Sophocles, I think his name was. Yeah, it was kind of a bit difficult trying to get all that shit done. But otherwise, yeah, I went through the final portion of Pokemon Ultra Moon. Went through all the, the Ultra Necrozma stuff. Went through all the Elite Four and even the Champion. Which I gotta admit, that was so epic because I felt it. You know, that last portion. It's like, oh man, this is the final portion of my journey. This is what happened, like, after just setting off like, a couple months ago, doing all these Pokemon games, and all of a sudden, it ended in the most, like, dramatic way possible. It was my rivals Incineroar against my Primarina, and I basically 
use the Z crystal for Primarina's like uh, finishing move, like the operatic, like uh, this big old water attack, right? Which basically looks like a giant spirit bomb that Goku would use. So this gigantic bubble, Tyler. I mean, like a massive bubble that's like <laughs> looks like a gigantic energy ball. And she just tosses it. And basically, this ghost just one-shots the Incineroar. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, that was a big bang at the end of that thing. So, yeah, I finished off Pokemon Ultra Moon. And since then, I've been sort of kind of at a loss, you know? Because it's like, I've finished up my Poke Warriors way that what I wanted to do. You know, there probably are going to be another couple Pokemon games announced pretty soon or whenever maybe e3 maybe sooner who knows but at this point i have really no idea in what gaming direction i'm gonna go i mean it's basically what i'm feeling at this point i got god of war i got a war and i also picked up hyrule warriors within <gasps> the edition yesterday yesterday excuse me <laughs> hiccuping but uh while i was out and about today I decided to play a little bit more of, like, Kirby Star Allies because, okay. well, hell, I had some time to burn. And uh, I went through the second world, and I'm almost, like, halfway through the third world and stuff. I heard the game doesn't really last too long. But from what I've seen and stuff, yeah, the difficulty has not really improved as much, you know? It's still really simple to go through. It's basically, you can collect things and 100% complete things if you want to. But I just want to go through and just finish up the game. Because I get the feeling that it's not going to be too much longer until I actually go and beat the game in and of itself. But that way I could just, you know, just uh, put that aside once I'm finished with it. And then I just go and probably start God of War, you know? Yeah, buddy. So other than that, though, that's pretty much what I've been playing. But I'll tell you what, from what I've played, I've... Fuck, I've accomplished a lot. Yeah, you have. You, uh, you stole my segue, you SOB. Uh, I had it all prepared, ready to go. I was going to go, oh, we're going to segue right into the Pokemon Switch rumors. But then you had to talk about Kirby, goddammit. You son of a bitch. But, no, that's fine. Kirby is always the combo breaker. Anyway. Yes, he, yeah, yes, he is. Uh, but, like I said, we're gonna we're just going to move on to some of the news now. Uh, oh, but that's really cool, though, Gables. That's, uh, you know, yeah. it's been, like, what, two, three months now of this Poke Warriors way. Yeah. Uh, 24 fact, volume stuff that I posted on fucking Facebook. Yeah. So that's cool that it's uh you know they, the journey's over. I yeah. wouldn't I, I I'd be at a loss too. I guess if you go play it'd be like me playing nothing but Madden for two three months, and then and all like, of a sudden it's like I'm done. I finally yeah. got through with my career mode. It's like now what do I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um, but we're gonna move on to some of the news now. Once again, it's you know obviously we're 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 heading up to E3. So, a bunch of news. What's going to really suck, though, is, like, we're going to have, like, six weeks of, like, all kind of, like, too much news to talk about. Yep. Um, like, I was talking to you about, uh, before the show, like, we're, like, looking at news. I'm like, oh, yeah, Rage 2 was announced. Like, I was, telling, <laughs> I was saying to you, I'm like, if, the, if that was announced in July, somewhere between July and uh, through April, that would have been, like, the main topic of our show. It would have been. But in May and June, it's like, I'm like, do we even bother talking about that? Um, which this might be the most we talk about that. Um, it's based off what we saw, but, um, it's really going to suck in about a, about a month when, after all this news and all this excitement, we're going to hit that and we're going to hit that dead zone in like late June and July. Yeah. Um, it's unavoidable. But, yeah. But I'm going to enjoy it for the time being. Cause it's, 
the most wonderful time of the year to be a gamer as far as yes. uh, it's like Christmas. Uh, that's you know for not getting games, this is like the best time because there's like all these cool stuffs happening. So, anyways, uh, moving on to the news, we're gonna, we're we're just gonna once again we're gonna start with Nintendo stuff and roll through that because once again uh, a lot of Nintendo news uh, rumors and stuff coming out right now. But um, going on with uh, Pokemon Switch, more rumors. We've been uh, talking about every time something pop up. Well, now it seems like some substantial stuff has happened. Uh, so an anonymous user from on 4chan uploaded what they claim to be a, uh, the names and logos of upcoming Pokemon games. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Edition and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee Edition. Uh, you might, guys, people might remember, uh, we talked about it a month or two ago. There was a, a believed to be a leaked screenshot. Um, and it was look, what looked like to be a lap, Lapras. Like, it, it appeared to be like a trainer your trainer NPC or something like that riding on top mm-hmm. of a Lapras and what people thought was like a part of Cinnabar, like that route to Cinnabar Island or something yeah. from uh, Red and Blue. Yep. And also on that uh, lap, lap, Lapras? Lap, yeah, Lapras. Yeah. Lapras. Thank you. <laughs> I can never remember if there's a D in there or not. Uh, but people were saying it looked like there was an Eevee on there. Uh, which people, that, I think that a lot of people didn't believe it because of that. Well, According to the rumors of this, and it seems like they're fairly accurate, or at least people are buying into it because everybody's covering it now. But according to this, it's basically this is a remake of Pokemon Yellow, uh, and it, whether whatever you pick, Pikachu or Eevee edition, uh, that Pokemon will follow you around just like uh, po- uh, Pikachu did in, po- in uh, Yellow back in 1998. Uh, so um, that kind of, if that's true, that kind of makes that that screenshot which a lot of people believe to be fake um might actually be real um according also going on with this these rumors is uh game freak is exploring ways to connect their games to the wildly popular pokemon go uh i'm reading this based off of a kotaku article by the way um which they they did confirm that back in 2016 that the next uh big uh pokemon game they wanted to uh bring pokemon go into the mold a little bit or um which 2016, much different landscape for Pokemon Go. It's still popular, but not the way it was in 2016 or 15. Um, so, also, Internet uh, Sluice discovered that websites Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu.com and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee.com were registered by uh, CSC Corporate Domains. Inc., um, it's, which is the same company uh, yeah. that acts as a tech contact for the official Pokemon Sun and Moon website. Uh, so that's something, and also the same company um, that bought the domains uh, are the, um, the not only the domains for the website, but the, the um, basically the I can't remember what you want to call it, um, what it was, but basically, uh, basically the patent for the names. The same company that got those is the same company uh, that got Sun and Moon as well. So kind of, I mean, it's probably the same company. Uh, they there's some talk that catching Pokemon will, will work like it doesn't go. So maybe if you're playing on handheld, you can use the touch screen. Uh, it, like I said, it's a remake of Yellow. Uh, Red and Blue are going to be in the game, but you play as and somebody else. Uh, so it seems like it might be kind of like what Gold and Silver was, where like people may not remember, but after you beat the Johto region, you went back to Kanto. Um, I got those right, right? Didn't I? Johto. Yeah, then yeah. okay, yeah. Johto was the second generation. So after you beat Johto, you went back to Kanto, uh, and you replayed that entire area, uh, and it was exactly the same as uh, uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. And at the end of it, you, you fought the Elite Four, and at the end of it, you fought um, Red, uh, which was basically your character from the first generation. Yep. Which was really cool back in the day, one of the coolest things uh, of my childhood. 
um, was 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 realizing you're going to Kanto, and also you're going to fight your, basically your character from the first game. But anyways, um, so it sounds like they're Red and Blue are going to be like I said, they're going to be in the game, but you're going to play somebody else. So some, people are, some of the talk out there is this is going to take place a little bit in like five ten years in the future, uh, where these guys are like kind of like so the 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 rumor back then when I saw the uh, the screenshot was oh this is like it's in, it's in the Kanto region, but it's a little different. Um, there was talks that maybe it's like it's you know 100 years in the future or it's years later or whatever and it sounds like going back now uh, looking at that that maybe that was quite accurate um, some of those some of those thoughts were because uh, that's kind of more the rumors was that it's going to be a little bit further in the future uh, it's goal essentially it's a remake of yellow but it's it's based really more of a sequel uh, to yellow um, I think that was I think there were some other things in there too but those are kind of the key things coming out of it um Gable's my friend. Yes. You're the Pokemon guy. Where are you at with these rumors? If, if these are true, <laughs> uh, first off, uh, two questions, two-part question to this. Do you think these are true? And if they are true, um, are you in on this? Are you like are you, are you hyped for this? All right. What is true at this moment in time is, the, you know, how the past previous Pokemon games, like Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire even to a certain extent, Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Most of these games, or if I'm more accurately saying, all the games I just mentioned were actually, you know, registered trademark icons and stuff like that by that same, I think, by the same company that actually has uploaded some of the domain names and stuff like that for Pokemon, you know, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. I Mm -hmm. think because of that, it gives more merit, and I feel that these games do exist to the extent where I believe they are real, and we will hear about them very soon. Oh yeah, that's one thing they said that they'll be announced. Um, the uh, they will be revealed before E three. That was one other thing I forgot to mention. Go on. Let's see the other type of rumors that were going around. You know, the whole up maybe like a post apocalyptic sort of thing with. Uh, Maybe Kanto underwater and some of these like legendary stuff like this. I mean, I've heard those rumors. I've checked into some of them, and it's just more than that. I feel I feel is rumors. I think this is just some sort of little bit of a red herring or some more. Maybe it could be something pertaining to maybe I don't know Generation Eight. But at the same time, I don't think it really collaborates with what uh, has been going through right now with the whole Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee thing. So I think that rumor is probably a bunch of crap. But what is more than likely what's going to happen right here, I feel that not only is the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee games, they're obviously they are real, it seems like at this point. But what I feel is more like uh, real is these are probably going to be like probably radically tr- like different sort of Pokemon games than what uh, we're more accustomed to. I mean, like you were just saying, you know, maybe like some of the rumored stuff was going to be more like integrated, like integrated or something like with say Pokemon Go, like features, the whole thing with the touchscreen, this and of itself. As for my excitement, my excitement level, you know, it's kind of like a mixed bag. I mean, I've seen, a, I've read a whole bunch of like other people's reactions after this trademark stuff went live and stuff there's a lot of people that really hate it there's some that really like it it's definitely polarizing to say the least with the reactions however 
if I were to like, uh, you know, when I do see more of it and stuff, I would probably drift more to probably picking up the Let's Go Eevee line, say, for that type Wrong. of game. Why do I say that? It's because Eevee can evolve into many different types of Pokemon. It doesn't necessarily have to be one evolution, like say, like what Pikachu is going through. But, you know, what's kind of funny is there is also a little bit of interesting news that came out of a recent interview in regards to, say, Ken Sugimori and, like, some of the other, like, people that were responsible for creating Pikachu. And this actually came by... This news actually was was, uh, let's see, leaked by the gaming press or something like that over, like, about a week or so ago, I believe. But now it's getting, like, uh, revealed to this point where Pikachu actually had a scrapped evolution. You know, mm. yep. we all know Raichu, right? But apparently back in first generation, there was another Pokemon, you know, there was another evolution that was supposedly, suppo you know, was supposed to be in the game. And that was a Pokemon by the name of what they are calling Gorochu. Now, Gorochu, if you go through, like, some of the folklore, some of the stuff, is more or less, in Norse mythology, I think it's, like, more akin to Odin or something? I'm not mm. sure. But basically, the sound of it gives it, you know, it just basically would mean, like, thunder, pretty much. But the whole thing is, just imagine, like, say, Raichu, right? But instead of, like, being, like, all frilly and stuff, have it be, like, say, with horns and fangs pretty much, but looking kind of like what Pikachu or Raichu does. And the reason why they ended up, like, cutting the idea is because they were afraid of balance issues. Which kind of is laughable at this point, because <laughs> playing through red, blue, and yellow, there are many different Pokemon that have balance issues. And some you can abuse so much. I can name off a few, for example, like, say, the number one thing, hmm, Snorlax? Amnesia Snorlax, the freaking move that boosts up the uh, freaking special meter of Snorlax so much that if you use like about two of them, you can actually one hit Pokemon with fucking Surf. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. Any type of psychic Pokemon, really, or psychic type moves in general in Gen 1 are like really OP, but hence that aside, I'm kind of interested in seeing if they introduce a new evolution for Pikachu inside this let's go pikachu game because there's got to be a little bit more than just selling it on the basis of oh hey it's just pikachu himself you know and you could evolve into raichu if you want to because we're at this stand we're at this kind of like crossroads tyler where we haven't seen like any type of gameplay yet of it we're suspecting it could be like a traditional pokemon game but if people were to buy any of these versions what are they going to more or less go for? Are they going to go for, say, the more popular choice and say, like, picking, like, a Pikachu or something like that? Or are they going to go with uh, Eevee because of the whole multiple choices? I mean, hell, Eevee can evolve into one of, I want to say, God, like about eight different Pokemon? I'm trying to think of it this way. It's like you have the original Eevee evolutions with Jolteon, Flareon, Vaporeon, then, jo and then Generation 2 introduced Espeon and Umbreon, Gen 4 introduced Glaceon and Leafeon, and then the last one, which is 8, is Sylveon and like, Gen 6, so it's like, you have a lot of different choices. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, like I said before, I am mixed with it, but I still need to see some footage. I need to see them unveil it, which, 
if rumors are correct, they're probably going to be doing it maybe as soon as next week. Yep. Which I hope is true because the sooner the better. Agreed. For this. Because I am almost literally foaming at the mouth in excitement for this game. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the hype of this game might the the, the game might not might not be able, able to li- ever live up to what I'm feeling right now, but uh, I don't care because I I, I want to know I just want to know at this point just tell me please, um, but I I'm I'm with you in the point now I think with a lot of people where I feel like this is this these are real maybe some of the details about the game are not right or not completely accurate yeah uh, but the names themselves sound uh seem completely legit uh and pokemon games um nintendo was always for a long time really good like you never you rarely ever heard uh rumors or leaks from them uh in the last few years they've gotten pretty bad about it um i think they do that like, on purpose honestly to get hype yeah and that could be maybe just in the way things you know, have gone for them in the last five, six years. Maybe they're like, okay, well, we need to build up some excitement for for us instead of holding the cards close to the best there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, Pokemon games have always, always, always for the longest time, and I know they're not the Nintendo-owned property, but uh, they've always leaked every single time. Yep. I mean, go, X and Y leaked all the time. I mean, we were, we were talking about rumors for that. Before it was even unveiled. Uh, same with Sun and Moon. I feel like we were talking about that for a whole year before they actually unveiled it. Um, the Mega Evolution stuff was leaked well before it, it was re- revealed. Ultra Sun and Moon we knew about before I think Sun and Moon even released. Um, the only thing we got wrong there was everybody thought it was called Pokemon Star. Which yeah. ended up splitting off into Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Uh, but everything else was completely accurate. Um, and I, I'm still of the mind that they were... Uh, you know they were re- they, they remade um, Omega Rufy and Sapphire. Yeah. Uh, I still feel like that this game was probably being worked on for the 3DS, and then when the Switch kind of took off, uh, Nintendo's like, all right, we need a we need a Pokemon game. So I feel like this was a pivot to the Switch. I don't think this is gonna blow people away graphically or the way it looks. I think it'll look better. Um, I don't feel like this is gonna be the real true. Still, I, I said this. I've said this. I don't know multiple times before, but I don't feel like this is gonna be the one, the true like Pokemon on console game that we've always wanted. Uh, but I feel like it's gonna be a one step closer. There, it's gonna be that half step to there. Um, but I mean, this is where I wanted to go for a long time, and I said this. I said this a few times before too. I know that, but uh, that this would be the perfect game. Like, if you're gonna do like the Gen One stuff, this is like this is the perfect time to do it on on the Switch. On the handheld, the thing is selling like hotcakes right now. Uh, you want to strike while it's hot. Um, you don't want to. I mean, maybe jumping in the Gen Eight would be would be difficult for people. Maybe like I could see like a Pokemon X and Y that would be perfect. Maybe as, as like a um, a perfect first game for the Switch for Pokemon games, where it's like, hey, like that's what got me back into it. That's what got a lot of people back into it. Still the highest, I think the highest selling Pokemon games of all time, um, or at least since Gen One. Is like, hey, here's all of the stuff that you loved back for the for you people that are that casual fans or people that played it back in the day or just know a Pokemon, uh, and here's all the new stuff too with it. It was a really great way of intertwining those together with the old with the new. Um, but um, I feel like I mean I, I think this those these are the two best ways to go. Either start with Gen One 
or do do Gen Seven, uh, and for me as someone that loved Pokemon, you know, with Gen One and Gen Two and fell off, like I've said several times before, until Pokemon X, this is like my dream uh, scenario for for what they can do. Uh, the post-apocalyptic stuff, I don't know if I want that. I hope it's more of like the, like I said, the five to ten years in the future. Uh, and then you got Pokemon, you got Red and Blue out there. Um, they're the kings of basically the Pokemon Masters out there. And you're just like the nobody that's going to take them down eventually. Uh, so I don't know. I am, um, All of these details sound incredibly cool except for the some of the Pokemon Go stuff. Um, depending on how much intertwine that in there. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how, other than maybe they do, they just copy the way you catch Pokemon in that game um, with the with the uh, touch screen, which uh, I I play my Switch um, docked 99% of the time. The only time I play it undocked is when the power goes out of my house. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's summertime, so I mean it's it, that's usually when it goes out. Yeah, it makes um, sense. <laughs> I live down the street from the generators, and they go out all the fucking time. Oh. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I'm I'm so hyped for this game and everything. Like I'm reading everything I can about this. It's it's got me hooked. Like very few games um, do at this point in time uh, for me anymore. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait. Hopefully, uh, the, that was part of the rumors. We'll hear about it sometime we, as early as the, this coming week. Um, so I hope that's true because I don't know if I want to wait uh, three more weeks to hear about hear about it potentially. And real quick. 2018 yes or no yes okay they are very much pressuring nintendo is very much pressuring for a pokemon release at the end of this year and i don't think it's going to be drifting into 2019 and let's think of it this way traditionally the past couple pokemon games have been revealed at least a couple weeks before e3 Mm -hmm. and this is exactly that time of year and stuff where i where it could definitely happen it could be as Simple as, say, they announce, like, a Nintendo Direct thing, say, like, a Tuesday morning or something at, like, 6 a.m. or some shit. That's what they did for Sun and Moon, pretty much. Yep. They did They did uh, Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon were both announced in late May. Yep. Uh, so, it can, I mean, we're at that point, so. Um, but, let's uh, go ahead and move on to uh, some other Nintendo topics here. Um, we'll do, we'll do this one next. Uh, so... NES Classic and SNES Classic. We've talked about that quite a bit. Um, Justin and I have argued several times about the handling of this. Um, but they announced it last year that they were going to bring back the uh, NES Classic in the, the summer of 2018. And that they were going to bring back the SNES Classic too. Which, not really a big ordeal. Because I feel like the SNES Classic is, for the most part, if you want one. If you really, really, really want one. You got one. Yeah, like, I, I still regularly. I got one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got one. Uh, I regularly see them. I literally had one in my cart just yesterday. Uh, I I do it like every couple weeks. I'll I'll see a thing on Twitter about it's on it's on Amazon or it's on GameStop or whatever, and I'll put it in my cart. And I'm like, uh, I don't need to get that one. I or, I've owned one before. I, I owned I owned the European one. I would argue the best version, the European version. Um, and it never, I had it sitting on my desk for two months and never, never even opened it. I gave it away for extra life. Um, but, um, NES classic, SNES classic, uh, they're going to be back June 29th. Um, they announced that a few days ago and actually on Friday, uh, the, uh, Spanish, uh, or the Spain 
Amazon website, I was taking pre-orders for the NES Classic, which I also had one of those in my cart. Um, as, as big of a pain in the ass as it was to get in there and figure out what the hell it's saying, um, I got I got it. I got it in the cart, um, and I, I didn't I didn't hit the purchase button, but it, they were it was there. Uh, so I think it's cool. I'm and they said they're gonna they plan on selling them uh, for the rest of the year. So I'm glad that they're coming out. You know, they've said last the end of last year that hey we're gonna bring it back in the summertime. And also they come out um, about a month, a little over a month before they're going to come out. It gave us, gave us a heads up. Hey, they're coming. It seems like they're going to take pre-orders for them. And also they give us a timeline of, Hey, you want one? You got, it's going to be, you got six months. You got five months to get one. Um, so I think that's really cool. And I just, the only, the only key thing is, is the stock of them. Uh, I hope yeah. it's not the same where it's like, I know that I know eventually over time, the rumor was they sold about 5 million of them. Uh, but those things could have sold so much more if they, if they, I mean, and part of that was they don't think they realized the demand and also they, they fucked up by not doing pre-orders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I guess it, they're, they're, the way they're communicating this is way better. Uh, now it's just how many did they make is I think is going to be the key thing. Uh, I know I'm probably going to buy in the hype. I'm probably going to buy one, especially seeing the fact this, this is probably the last time you can actually buy one yep. uh, and not pay an absorbent amount of money. It's just kind of cool to have. Uh, I think, uh, especially something that as rare as it's going to be, but uh, yeah, I think uh, it's, yeah. it seems like it's still going to be sixty bucks. But I know you got both already, Gables. But no, I don't have both. I don't personally don't have both. My little brother has both. Oh yeah, because I got that NES Classic used at that fucking GameStop I go to off the off chance. <laughs> that was just a That's random still crazy thing. That's fucking crazy to me that happened. I don't. I can't believe that. And I know sixty bucks. I'm just thinking about the absurdity right now, where it's like. That was probably like one of two at that fucking place, and all of a sudden it's like it just gone back, just randomly. It's like, hey, I gotta sell this song, you know, blah blah blah. And I just got mm. just end up being there, right place, right time. But yeah. uh, no, I'm looking. Whoever to pick sold up. that probably has to feel like an idiot. Sorry. Yeah. Probably. Probably. But uh, yes, I'm still in the mood to try to get an NES Classic for myself, and that's the only one that I haven't got. So I got my SNES Classic, just. Set up just, uh, you know, perfectly on my TV stand. <laughs> I'm just staring at it right now. So, yeah. I definitely would love to have a little NES portable one like that. So, yeah. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> yep. So, like I said, I'm probably just going to, like, I'm, I'm probably just into buying both of them just to have them. Uh, but it's stupid, but I'll probably do it. Um, I, especially, I, I really just want to get the NES class just because of how, the rarity of it. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh and just it's kind of a cool thing um but you know i stand by the thing with the interest it's not my thing but uh yeah it's cool it's coming back and i I hope uh people hope the people that really want one this time can actually get one yeah um but moving on to uh some more uh nintendo rumors this week so it sounds like retro's game that everybody's we've all been talking about it uh speculating about it for it seems like four years now so i guess tropical freeze came out yep uh, in early 2014, uh, sounds like they are making a Star Fox game, and not just a Star Fox game, but a racing Star Fox game. And uh, allegedly, it's called Star Fox Grand Prix. Uh, and this is from a rumor, I uh, or from an uh, article on NintendoLife.com. But 
this is what they said in it. Sounds like sounds like it's more keen to engine uh, engine racing on the PlayStation, a game from the creator of uh, creators of Wipeout, which saw players racing against one another in fighter jets. Gameplay mixes mixes racing with classic Star Fox moments. Blasting enemies will give you a speed boost, and you can shoot others uh, other players too. Uh, each Grand Prix consists of three tracks and a boss battle. And when you are not racing, you can walk around a help area and interact with famous faces from the Star Fox series. Um, so people are saying it's kind of like a mix of uh, F-Zero and Diddy Kong Racing, which I know a lot of people love Diddy Kong Racing. And there's people, there's a lot of people out there that still clamor for a new F-Zero game. Um, but this is the legend of the game that... Uh, retro has been working on uh it sounds like so there's a lot of rumors back um that they're working on two games and one was like a there was like oh is it the new one of them's a metro game or it's a it's a donkey kong game and then also the other one was it's their it's their own original ip game well it sounds like the original ip game they were making uh was canceled some time ago and they've been working on this for, i don't know how long uh, there's no time frame how long they've been working on it but uh it also sounds like this is gonna be a 2019 game um so gables uh Two questions, like same with Pokemon. Um, do you believe are, do you believe these rumors are true? And if they are true, uh, what are your thoughts on this game? All right, I personally believe that yes, this Star Fox rumors are true. The reason why I believe that is because I've been hearing, I've been reading rumblings upon potentially retro working on potentially like a Diddy Kong Racing style game as early as say like a couple of years ago reading the rumors and going through, like, just seeing all the things. Oh, hey, they're working on this next Diddy Kong Racing, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. So what it seems like to me is probably a mid-project. They probably got the okay or something like that to use the Star Fox license, considering how Star Fox, what was it? Star Fox, like, uh, what was the Zero. last? Zero. Zero, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the game right now on my bookcase. <laughs> but uh, considering how well or how mediocre Star Fox Zero sold in the Wii U, they probably went to the drawing board and probably had something, like, uh, completely different, and that's probably when they brought Rare into the case. That's probably why they had to cancel that original IP that they were rumored to be making as well, because they wanted to try to get a, kind of like, a reinvention of Star Fox, as you will, where it's more akin... It has elements of Star Fox using your R-Wing, doing this and that, but you can do, like, Star Fox, like, boss battles and stuff. Potentially kind of similar to how you could in Diddy Kong Racing, where you basically had a couple of races you could do that you could face, like, a boss character or something like that. You know, Whizpig from, like, fucking Donkey... Like, Diddy Kong <laughs> Racing and stuff. Just think of it that way, Tyler. And plus, let's look at it this way. There have been elements of, like... Things that could potentially be used in sort of like a pseudo F-Zero Diddy Kong Racing hybrid game in Star Fox games as well. I'm thinking about the whole thing with the on-rails thing for the Landmaster and then like, say from like Star Fox 2 and like freaking Star Fox 64 to some extent where you could use like different types of like, uh, like variations of the R-Wing, say like the Landmaster or like that whole helicopter thing like in Star Fox Zero and all this other stuff. It kind of it kind of helps support in a way like this potentially being real. I mean personally I want this to be real because I want it to be something that's going to be invigorating and not just invigorating, but just something that sparks new life inside that franchise that has not really been too relevant since Star Fox sixty four. Yeah. <laughs> Almost twenty years and they still haven't found that one 
like game that's going through and like making that bigger than what it should be right at the moment. So, let's see. What was the other part of your question? Oh, that was, if, if you thought it was true and if you're excited, if you're wanting to play this, if it is true. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I would be really excited to play this type of a game. I mean, if it... Well, I know it's real, but if they go ahead and show it off at E3 and they give us, like, the 2019 sort of, like, moniker and stuff, I'd be perfectly okay with that. As long as the gameplay looks fun, the levels look creative, the boss battles look intense, plus it's just something, you know, that's just completely out of left field, you know? That could be the major surprise that uh, we've been waiting for, for a Nintendo game, you know, out of left field. Yeah. Um... I'm much like in the Pokemon sense. Uh, I do believe these are true, um, but Justin and I were texting a couple weeks ago, and he's asking me, "Do you think they're like?" He was asking like, "Where does he's throwing out there? Like, do you think there'll be a Pikmin game, a new Luigi's Mansion game, a new Star Fox game announced?" And one of the, for the Star Fox one, I told him, I, "I I don't see it happening. I feel like this I'm like Star Fox needs to go away for a while after Zero. Um, you know, that was their first real attempt at making a Star Fox game." I know there's been some, like, there's a DS one out there, there's Star Fox Adventures, there's another GameCube getting one in there, but this is the first real attempt at a Star Fox game since 64, and that was, yep. like, what, 1996, 1997, uh, when that came out, and it came out, and I know a lot of people, no, some people liked it, uh, but for the most part, people hated that game, and it was, it was well, yeah, so, there were a couple so, reasons why people hated Star Fox Zero. One, it was basically a retelling of Star Fox 64, and two, it was the whole freaking control scheme. I don't yeah. care how many times Miyamoto or whoever wants to try to tell, oh, hey, this control scheme is not too bad. I, I'm, I'm trying to control that freaking gamepad, that tablet gamepad, trying to go through and just look at that while trying to look at the screen, trying to dual task, you know, multitask while doing that stuff. Yeah. That was not fun. That was annoying. And yeah. I would have much rather just had it be like just the pro controller or whatever, and just play through the game that way. Yeah. Personally. And, I mean, th- there was that, and also I think, I mean, that game was supposed to be a Wii game, and it's just, we couldn't figure out how to make it work on the Wii, so we, now we ported it to Wii U. It, it seemed and it felt like that was like a game that was like, we put a lot of money in this, just put it out. Yeah. Um, kind of scenario. And, uh, and also, I, I feel like that, I mean, if that game would have came out and it was 20 bucks, it was a digital download kind of game. Yeah. Uh, it would it would have been I don't know if I'm not going to say people would have loved it, but I think the uh, it wouldn't the have gotten as much and, heat. Yeah, I, the anticipation for it no, maybe not the anticipation, but the uh, I guess the expectations, the level it needed to build, be up to would have been lowered. So instead of being a sixty dollar title um, for what was essentially a, a two hour game, yeah, uh, would have it would have you know would have set the expectations a lot lot less than. Uh, made it a little more accurate of what it should have been. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm a little bummed out to hear that, you know, after all these years, I mean, every year at E3, we speculate and talk about, what's Retro going to do? Are they going to finally announce the next Retro game? I know, and right? And kind of find out it's a Star Fox racing game. A little disappointing, you know, I was, I'm like, okay, let's see what Retro can do on their own. What's Dude. this, what can they make? That, and uh, kind of find out, you know, like, I mean, they've, they've rejuvenated Metroid. They've rejuvenated Donkey Kong. Uh, even though Donkey Kong is still the best Donkey What's Kong kind of games. interesting? What's kind of interesting in that regard 
is the parallels between the reactions whenever they like come out like say with a uh, game for a particular Nintendo franchise immediately it's taken from like the fan base or something like that as like oh my god this they're doing this and stuff like that this is going to be complete shit or whoa I'm worried because of this and that back in the day when Metroid Prime was announced and it was going to be made by a studio that no one knew about Retro Studios Man, there were people just absolutely pissed because they were so used to, say, games like Super Metroid and this and that, you know? And then all of a sudden, Metroid Prime came out and it became one of the best games of that generation. Now, flash forward right here, you have when uh, Retro went ahead and came back, you know, after like years of like doing the Metroid Prime games and stuff, and they did Donkey Kong Country Returns. And Tropical Freeze, by that way. People were initially just kind of like, oh, hey, oh, Donkey Kong or something like that. They should be making more Metroids. Like, this is going to be shit. And what happened? They go through, they pretty much reinvigorated Donkey Kong Country, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no. I... Game and Tropical Freeze. And then, I'm, I'm just saying, this is just parallels. I'm not just saying, like, you thought is this and that or something, Tyler. It's just, I'm seeing the same things happening again with this whole Star Fox thing and this whole news. Wouldn't that be kind of funny if, say, they like Nintendo goes forth and announces this game at the E3 press conference and stuff, then all of a sudden all these negative things about like Star Fox be popping up by the gaming press in and of itself, but when it finally releases, is this probably going to be one of the best games for that system? You know? Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't know if... I mean, Breath of the Wild out there, I don't know if it would be the best... To... Game one of the best games, I said. I yeah, one of. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I didn't hear that part. Um, I'm like, oh, calm down, Gables. Uh, getting a little crazy now. Uh, no, um, I don't want to. I should probably rephrase a little bit for myself. Without, I don't think it's gonna be like a bad game. No, or anything like that. I, I believe in retro. Um, but I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, I was like, I really wanted to see what they can kind of do on their own or see what see, this is. I guess you know it's kind of like what I was saying with the with the Pokemon Switch rumors. Where like I was saying like it probably I don't know how it's gonna live up to like live up to the, the all these hype and the rumors and the expectations we have for it. And I think what the hell is Retro working on for the last four years? Um, wow. It was like I don't it, and, like come to find out it's a Star Fox racing game. Didn't live up to the hype I guess of that. And then there, maybe there was no real chance they had. It could have been this really cool game and maybe that I new IP they had and it was looked really awesome, but it. You know, it might not live up to the expectations of it. So, um, I think we just put them at an unfair level, and for myself, anyways, and there was no chance of meeting that level. Uh, but I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll hear. I'm, I'm. Well, I guess we'll hear E3 probably about that. Yeah. But uh, moving on to uh, our last um, Nintendo topic of the evening. And this is actually not a rumor. This is all real. Uh, so there is going to be a Mario Tennis Aces demo. Uh, it'll be available to uh, download on Thursday, this coming Thursday on May 24th. Awesome. Uh, it, you can play uh, offline. Uh, you can choose between uh, Mario, Peach, Yoshi, or Bowser. Um, actually, I'm just going to go ahead and read basically the article. So uh, this is, I believe, from yeah, Nintendo Life. Or Nintendo Everything, sorry. Switch owners may try out the, the game from June 1st to the 3rd in a pre-launch tournament. The demo will be found in a free software group. Nintendo Switch eShop beginning Thursday, May 24th. Users who join the tournament when it begins may choose from four playable characters, Mario, Peach, Yoshi, or Bowser, and compete in online multiplayer matches. The winner of the, those matches 
will earn points that you that can be used to unlock as many as five additional characters. Um, the multi- multiplayer tournament runs from uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time on June 1st to uh, midnight Pacific time June 3rd. Nintendo said the demo will be playable offline against the CPU. Uh, playing the demo will unlock Mario's classic outfit in the game's full version for those who buy it. Um, it's not really a lot to say here as far as like um, there's this is not really a, you know that's much of a discussion to have here, uh, but kind of a, it's it's the thing they've done they did it with uh, Splatoon they did it with Arms um, and then kind of same thing and maybe they have to do this after uh, the last Mario Tennis game that came out to uh, on Wii U. Wii U that was just yeah. terrible and missed yeah. a lot of features yeah. Yeah, there's just it was just get a game out there so we can say we're not, the Wii is not dead yet. Um, I, I will say though that is definitely a good move on their part, considering that uh, for one it gives like it gives like good like uh, like good initiative and stuff like that for the people to just try out the game for themselves. Also, it's a great idea to include Mario, Peach, Bowser, and Yoshi because inside the Mario Tennis games they each symbolize a particular type of like strengths and stuff they have like mario's all around peach is more or less best in technique you have bowser that's more or less good with power and then lastly you have speed with yoshi so definitely good options of variety yeah so um i already have this game paid for i I traded some games in the gamestop a while ago (laughs) and i pre-ordered Hyrule warriors and uh captain toad and uh mario tennis aces so this game's already bought and sold for me uh but uh i'm happy that you know I'm gonna chance to check this out, uh, and play it beforehand. And if, you know, usually when uh, somebody puts a demo out, especially this uh, far out from the actual release of it, they're pretty confident in their game. Yeah. Um, so, and especially Nintendo, they've been pretty good about. I mean, literally, Splatoon and Arms were sold to because of those demos. Yep. Uh, so I think the same thing can happen here with Mario Tennis Aces. Um, so, and giving you the, in giving you bonuses and getting stuff for the full game is also really cool. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't wait till uh, Thursday to check it out uh, and then try it out online uh, the week after. But uh, moving on to soon through some uh, non Nintendo speak, uh, Black Ops Four. Uh, we talked about this a few times uh, throughout this year, um, but it was officially unveiled. Uh, I think on Thursday or yeah Thursday. It was Thursday. Yep. Uh, so uh, they showed it's. Um, E3 Judges Week, where they have um, this week, so they bring in a bunch of people from different industries, uh, different uh, you know websites, stuff like that, and they go in and they get to see uh, some of the games that have been, haven't been unveiled yet, uh, and they get to see a, a glimpse of them, and then also get at some of them and they get to play and check out. So when it comes time uh, to talk about when the games are finally unveiled, they can actually already talk about them and uh, have the hands on with them. So. One, every year during uh, during Judges Week, they show off the new Call of Duty game. This year, no different with Black Ops Four. It seems like, and it's been it's actually been uh, confirmed now. No uh, single player campa- campaign for Black Ops Four. So, uh, my interest in Black uh, Call of Duty um, for the future notice is uh, now gone. Uh, but uh, they did actually show off. Uh, there's a bunch of new zombie mode. There it seems like they're kind of uh, putting a little more emphasis on the uh, zombie mode. There's a, they showed up a bunch of new maps. There's like a Titanic map, uh, a few other maps as well. Um, it's going to be more futuristic, uh, so they show off some, uh, some multiplayer. And also, the Battle Royale mode, that was pretty much uh, been out there rumored for a while now, is officially called Blackout, 
and it seems it's what it sounds like is in the they didn't show gameplay of it, but uh, in the uh, video they posted, uh, it sounds like you can play from a, a bunch of different characters from like past um, Call of Duty games. So it's like the greatest hits of like popular characters from Call of Duty. So you might have like Soap in there from Modern Warfare, uh, and like the, the main characters from like Black, the original Black Ops are going to be in there. So that's kind of cool, I guess, for that. And then also, it sounds like they said it's going to be their biggest map they've ever made. No uh, confirmation. They won't say how many players are going to be in the map. Uh, but they kind of zone, zoomed out of some of kind of what seems like a decent sized map. And it sounds like they're splicing together some of like the most popular maps um, uh, from past games and making kind of combining them together to make one big map. Uh, in a way, I'm sure it's going to be done a lot more uh a lot better than what it sounds like I'm saying. Uh, they'll try to make it seem like it makes sense. It's not like you're going to go from Nuketown to uh, on the Alps or something, in the, in the snowy Alps or something, in a blink of an eye. But uh, basically it sounds like Blackout mode is going to be Battle Royale mode with the greatest hits of Call of Duty. Uh, so uh, I know that's not our thing. We're not multiplayer guys, really. Um, but... Uh, I don't know, I think I think for the for the future of the franchise uh, and what's kind of popular now with like Bla- uh, Battle Royale, obviously the multiplayer mode and zombies is still one of the biggest things they have. Uh, it seems like it's a smart thing to do. We talked about this uh, when it was first kind of rumored that the camp the single player campaign was gone, but the campaign probably costs as much as everything else does in the game. Um, right. And it sounds like uh, there's some like stats that came out that showed like how many people actually can, like started it. Uh, a Call of Duty campaign and actually finish it, and it's like less than a third of gamers actually finish the campaign, and less than a half actually start the campaign. Um, so I mean, it sounds like it makes sense. It wasn't a big selling feature for for most, uh, and Battle Royale is. So um, and I, I mean, all this makes sense from a business perspective to do that. Uh, what about you, Gables? I think for the hardcore Call of Duty fans, this is probably exactly the type of uh, Call of Duty that they probably would like to play. I would suspect as much, though. But I would also say that this caters more so not to Call of Duty players, but more so to like those that are very much into games, like the Battle Royale-style things like Fortnite and possibly PUBG and stuff. Try to get that audience interested in Call of Duty again, or probably get them into Call of Duty at this point. But... Let's just say, let's see, for hardcore Call of Duty players and stuff, yeah, this is probably going to be a game that they're probably more or less looking forward to, especially you got the new modes, the blackout stuff, the this and that. I'm trying to be positive with this type of stuff, but inside of a personal level, it's like what you just said before. It's like, we're not multiplayer guys, really, but I'll tell you what, from a gaming perspective, from someone who's gamed a hell of a lot in the past, like, what, 20-something years, it's like... No single-player campaign in the shooter game is like, yeah, I have no interest in this. Not at all. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about it. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. Uh, yeah, it's hard. I can't complain too much about it since I didn't bother playing uh, WW2 in the last Black Ops game yeah. I didn't even finish, so, uh, campaign-wise. So, um, yeah, one other thing. This is not a topic. Uh, I just want to mention it. Uh, Battlefield Five. Uh, it was officially Battlefield V. It was officially revealed to have that title, uh, and EA will be revealing it on Wednesday, May twenty third. 
So I'm sure we'll be talking. We'll probably be talking about that next week about that one. Yeah, watch. Uh, you just you watch Tyler and stuff. They're probably going to announce that there is a campaign, and it's probably going to. A lot of other the gamers or something are going to drift right to. Yeah. Possibly Battlefield Five, but who knows? Because of the whole Battlefront Two shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, very, very well could be. Uh, the, I didn't really care for uh, Battlefield's uh, campaign, so but we'll see. Uh, but. Moving on, we mentioned it uh, earlier in the show, but Rage Two was officially announced. Uh, we had it was really weirdly done, where like they were, like, we even talked about how it's probably Rage Two was a game that was going to be unveiled on Monday on the fourteenth, and it was. And there was a teaser trailer on Monday, and then and at the end of the teaser trailer, they said, "Hey, come back tomorrow with gameplay trailer," which was really weird. Never seen that before. But they came out on um, Tuesday. They had a gameplay trailer. It looks like a. Um, and the glimpses that we it wasn't really it was a bunch of like five six second clips of different like thing uh, different situations that you might see in the game and uh, a lot of shit just a lot of shooting and a lot of things blowing up uh, but I, I got a very Borderlands vibe to it and it's also going to be out they said um, early 2019 so it sounds like a spring mm. game um, did you get a chance to check out the trailer honestly I didn't really check out. A lot of the trailer stuff. The only thing I pretty much like uh, thought of when the whole Rage 2 thing was announced Monday, when you sent me that link and stuff, it was like, well, that Walmart Canada like uh, leak or something like that probably is the real fucking leak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it just confirmed probably one of the most unlikeliest of fucking games to actually be announced at that event by Bethesda, no doubt. Yeah. And now I'm looking at the Walmart and Canada listing and stuff over again, and it's like, yep, we're probably going to get Splinter Cell. We're probably going to get this and that and this and that. And it's like, wow. Wow. Just one employee probably just potentially just ruined all the surprises in some of those conferences at E3 this year. That is just crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good way of summing up, really, is like the game that was most people, I think, the... The one that stuck out to people the most is like that's like the least likely of those to be the thing is the first one to be proven to be real. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that tells you right there. I mean, it's a very good chance now. It's even I think a lot of people felt it was real, but I think that uh, any any real doubt is pretty much gone at this point for it. Um, my thoughts on it: I didn't play Rage One. I heard it was you know it was okay. Uh, but looking at this, watching some uh, what we got out of it is like, like I said, it looks very much like a Borderlandsy uh, kind of game, kind of style. I don't know if there's gonna be four player co-op yeah, or it's, not. It's just basically completely different than the original Rage. I mean, the original Rage was ambitious for what it was. The only thing I remember most about it is it was a middling game at best, and that it had a lot of screen tearing issues on the PS3 version of it. Yeah, I think that was the issue with the PC and the Xbox 360 version too. Oh yeah, you're uh, probably right. It was, it was like the, it was kind of like um, supposed to be very nice looking. It was one, one like a graphical powerhouse for its time. Um, but like I said, it's supposed to come out in spring 2019. Uh, there was a lot of talk when we might get Borderlands 3 this year, uh, but then they it, uh, they just announced that Borderlands 3 will not be at E3. So who that's kind of up in the air now. Uh, so my only th- real thought with this is is that um, Borderlands is a much bigger franchise than Rage. Yeah. Uh, and if Borderlands comes out before, if it comes out like in October of this year, then I think I think it'll be fine. But if Borderlands comes out like in 
anywhere near within like three months of Rage 2. Rage 2 is, I feel like, unless they have this awesome campaign or this awesome like um, ad campaign and they sell it really well and they say all the right things or this game comes out at E3 and they just like blow people away with what we see, uh, I feel like Borderlands 3 is going to eat their lunch and it could like destroy Rage 2. Uh, Potentially, so, yes. Uh, and not maybe because it's a better... Borderlands, I'm not trying to say Borderlands, Borderlands 3 will be a superior game, but just based off uh, the uh, IPs that we're talking about here, it's just they got a massive head start uh, on uh, fanfare. So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it's a good thing too. It got there before. I know Borderlands 3 has been talked about forever. Uh, there's screenshots out there, but there's some like really early tech demo stuff, tech demo, tech demo stuff out there. Uh, but the mass public doesn't really know about it. Or doesn't even really know it exists. Uh, so being announced and shown off first, uh, I think is great. And if it can't, if it was ruled reversed, I feel like Rage Two would be talked about much differently. But uh, yeah, it's announced. Um, we'll hear more at E3. I'm sure about it. Uh, that just makes me wonder what the hell is Bethesda got at E3 that they're going to show off Rage before um, before E3, a whole month before E3. Oh, so man. it's going to be a good show, hopefully. Uh, or they just blew their water early. Who knows? Um, but we're running a little long, so I think we're going to wrap the show up here, Gables. Okay. Um, but I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Like and join us on there. On at, on Twitch, at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there at Twitch, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, follow and send us friend requests. We like friends. Friends are good. And um, at YouTube, we are uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Or Drunk Nerds, I'm sorry. Uh, like and subscribe to subscribe to us on there and then like our videos videos on there the podcast goes up on there give us a big thumbs up we really appreciate it and also on iTunes we're on there subscribe leave us a 5 star review leave us a nice written one as well really appreciate if you do that the more we get more thumbs up more 5 star reviews more things like that we get the easier it is for people to find us which means more listeners for us which we really really appreciate uh, so once again I want to thank you guys for listening I was host I was Tyler And I have been Colonel Gable, so until next time, everyone, I hope you have yourself a great week. Make sure to play plenty of games if you have the time, and (laughs) once again, take some time out of your busy day to enjoy the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And don't call your boss a bitch. (laughs) And uh, one last thing, Gables? What? Too sweet. Too sweet. (laughs) Boys! And we out.